So there are connections to be made through mountain biking. And um, just open your heart, open your mind. Think about what a trail looks like when it really represents our entire community. Think about what mountain biking looks like when it really represents the entire community that you live. And do what you can to make sure that it does. Be an advocate for mountain biking. And being an advocate for mountain biking means that there's people who look like me who are out there. And each one of us can support that. Each one of us can support our daughter getting out on the trail. Each one of us can see a woman shredder and be like, hell yeah, (laughs) Um, keep going or encouraging that. And each one of us, next level, can make sure that we're supporting women of color being out on the trail. That's the work that I'm in. That's the business that I'm in. I love my community of mountain bikers. Welcome to Trail Effect episode 36. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. Episode 36 features Brooke Gowdy. If you've never heard of Brooke, you have now, and hold on because Brooke is a force. My introduction to Brooke came through a previous Trail Effect podcast guest, Bryce Sherbach. Initially, Brooke and I connected via phone as she wanted to make sure that coming on the podcast would be a great fit for her. I am glad that we had that phone conversation because we immediately hit it off, and I am now proud to call Brooke a friend. This is all because of our common bond of mountain biking. As you will learn during the show, Brooke is pretty new to mountain biking, but she has gone all in on being involved with as much as she can be to share her love of mountain biking with others. Support for Trail Effect comes from Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Smith's is a full-service bike shop that is a retailer for Trek Bicycle Company and Celsa Cycles. Smith's also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. A special thanks goes out to Ben Wellenek of Mountain Bike Radio for supporting this podcast and to the people who have shared their time and knowledge. Without this, we would not have these stories to tell. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production, For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. So here we are with Trail Effect. I got Brooke Gowdy. Brooke is a very awesome individual who has hands in just about everything, it seems like. And you guys are all about to learn about that. So how's it going today, Brooke? Things are great. I'm yeah. really excited. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get into your backstory because your backstory is uh, very unique. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's <laughs> I do. And I think it's very special too. So let's talk about your backstory and, and maybe how you landed in Colorado by way of Alabama. Right. Um, yeah. So I came from Alabama. I went to, cost, I went to school in Boston, actually. And from Boston, I headed out to Colorado, which is a dream living situation for everyone out there. Colorado is amazing. And I, um, I have spent many years out here. Loved it. Love all the adventure sports. Loved the, the attitude out here. Love the people here. 
and um, came out here actually to pursue classical violin and art. And, you know, didn't make it, (laughs) went back to school in Alabama and came back out here again as a registered nurse. Wow, I did not know the violin and art and the art part. That's awesome. I'm an onion, Josh. So many layers to me. So many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you landed in Denver. How'd you get into mountain biking? Because that's why we're here is mountain biking. Right. Um, So not too long ago, I wish I'd gotten into it a lot earlier, but about three years ago, I started dating a downhill um, mountain biking racer and um, he, I thought mountain biking, like a lot of other people, oh my gosh, mountain biking? Really? No way. And maybe not like a lot of other people here in Colorado, I thought, that is so white. (laughs) That is such... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that I, 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 I've I've done the snowboarding I've done all of the things I've done the running but like that just seems like just like not really up my alley and 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 has never really been a part of my cultural experience so I was like I I, I was a bit resistant to it as at first but Josh I think a lot of women can agree with me here if you're dating a mountain biker mountain biking is what they love to do. <laughs> and so I just got on board. And um, I loved it from the moment I first got on my crappy bike. The first the first bike I ever got on and my $100 bike. I, I loved it. It was such a joy. So what did you enjoy about it? Like what really, like what was the kind of your first, like if you reflect on your first ride, what really got, what, what, what brought you back? Constantly testing my limits constantly and constantly having to overcome and then getting at the end of a ride in total and complete excitement because you you overcame something big you went a little bit faster you rode a little bit harder you took a different line a more difficult line it was it's always exciting even if you take the same trail every day Mountain biking is exciting. Yeah, especially if it's a good trail. But yeah. Absolutely. So since you've gotten into this, um, and this is where we're going to get into the good stuff, (laughs) you you seem to have gotten yourself involved with just about every aspect of riding on dirt. Absolutely, because it brings me such great joy. And one thing about when you experience something that brings you that much joy, you want to introduce it to everyone, or at least I do. And so when I looked around me, I saw that there weren't a lot of women on bikes. And that was disappointing. And I also noticed there weren't a lot of women that looked like me on bikes and mountain bikes in particular. And so instead of just deciding that this sport wasn't for me because there weren't a lot of people that looked like me, I said, let's do this. Let's figure out a way to introduce this joy of mountain biking to other women and other women of color as well. Yeah. So with that, what are some of the things you're involved with? I, uh, you know, doing some research on you, you have, uh, you're into Vita MTB. Yes. You're also into uh, Black Girls Do Denver. Yeah. It's Black Girls Do Bike Denver. And Black I, Girls Do Bike Denver. Yeah, okay. no problem. And I am the co-leader of Black Girls Do Bike Denver. One thing that I do with them is I 
our national, our sorry, our local mountain biking organization, Comba, helps supports me putting on mountain biking clinics for women of color um, in that organization, which I'm really excited about. Actually, that is sponsored by many of our national and local outdoor adventure folks like REI really comes to support WTB, Yeti, so many daughter, all of the people who support me as an athlete really rise up to support an opportunity for me to bring this opportunity for mountain biking to other women. So I'm really excited about that. So I've got Vita. I'm working with them. A lot of assistant coaching with them. Work on an impact committee. That's what we call ourselves. It's a committee that is devoted to diversity, equity, and inclusion in the mountain biking scene for women. Check out Vita. It's an amazing program. Then I've got, oh, sorry. I was going to say, let's back up a little bit and, do, okay. and talk about Black Girls Do Bike Denver. Okay. Is that, now is that just in Denver? Is that something you can find around the country? And let's kind of, um, let's yeah. pull that back a little bit and talk about it. Absolutely. It's an organization that's nationwide run by a woman named Monica, who um, has a beautiful, wonderful story that you can see on the website about getting out there and, and really doing the exact same thing I'm doing, wanting want to share and introduce the joy of cycling to women, especially women of color across the nation. Her organization has grown to nearly every state. There is a chapter and across several cities. And um, Denver, recently, a woman named Stephanie, who did the Trans Am, uh, came back to Denver, called it home, and she founded a chapter here. And uh, there's three leaders, myself, Stephanie, and Crystal, all incredible athletes who are just in love with cycling and introducing that joy to women. Yeah. So you found some good success with that and numbers are, are good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, to be a member of Black Girls Do Bike, I know the name might make you believe that you have to be of a certain ethnicity, but uh, we welcome anyone who believes in the mission of introducing the joy of cycling to women, especially women of color, and who see a need for this community to be diverse and inclusive of all people. So with that, you also are involved with Vita. I'm laughing because the stuff that Brooke is involved with is pretty extensive. <laughs> plus, she's a, plus she has a full-time job as a nurse. <laughs> so pretty amazing. So let's talk about Vita MTB and what the backstory is there. Because I think that, is that also nationwide? I believe it is, right? It, yes, they, they are everywhere. The, the owner here, Sarah Rowley, and um, the person managing it, Rachel, are located in Colorado. And we have a large influence here in Colorado, but people from all over come to clinics. And they're all about introducing the joy of mountain biking to women, all women. And they also partner with Comba. Uh, my introduction to them was through uh, working on trails. So even back when I was a baby mountain biker in the beginning days of Greeny, I, uh, I learned the importance of trail work. And um, even though I was often shredding by myself, I used it as an opportunity to, to also meet and get a mountain biking community through trail work. And so 
uh, that's how I got introduced to Vita. And as I joined the community, I recognized that there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. And, and I really took that opportunity to set up an initiative with about three other women to form a committee that could really support the similar work that I'm doing with Black Girls Do Bike. Yeah. And so we're going to add to this. There's another <laughs> layer. Peeling back all the layers. Nika, you're a coach for Nika. Yes, that's right. I'm a co- yep, I'm a coach for Nika. I coach uh, at Boulder High School. They are killing it. Seven championships to date since they've begun. We have some of the best mountain bikers who will go on to just dominate in this sport. And so it's really nice to coach high school and to, I coach high school sophomore boys and I'll be coaching them next year. And I'm excited to come back to the team. Let's talk about some of the experiences you've had at the the high school sophomore boys on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're fast. Um, (laughs) They, they, they start off not as fast as me. And, and, and by the end they're, blowing past me. <laughs> and um, my experience with them is pretty incredible. One of the things I like about being a coach to these sophomore boys is that, you know, out of a team of 100 mountain biking high school boys and girls, I get to serve uh, about 10 of them or support about 10 of them on the trail. And they're sophomores and they're men and they, my team happens to be all white. And it is great to me to be able to really be representation for these young men. They get to see uh, a woman leading them. They get to see a woman shredding and they get to see something you don't get to see every day in Colorado, but uh, we're, we're trying to to change that, they get to see a black woman um, leading them on the trails, and they get to see a black woman coaching them and supporting them on the trail. And for them, it's it's uh, seeing me is very normal. So, with all of this, another layer, you're working on a coaching <laughs> certificate and getting to become a better skills coach and whatnot. How's that coming along? And and I think you recently you recently did were able to connect with Shams too, correct? Yes, I was. It was really nice to be able to connect with Shams. Thanks for that, yeah. Josh, actually. Uh, right now, I'm working to get my certification. Uh, one thing that's really important for me is that all the things that I'm learning, the experiences that I'm having, that I get to go back to my community and support that. And one of the best ways that I can support is not only holding these clinics, but also having representation for these clinics in the form of having mountain biking coaches of color. And it's rare that I do see a female coach of color out there. And that's something that is my next goal because it's really important to me. In fact, um, soon there'll be a little short film coming out about my goal of becoming a coach and the steps I'm taking and and the things that I'm working on right now to reach that goal. Is that the film that we were talking about prior to hitting record? Yes, yes. We haven't, I, I don't know if it's really been announced yet, but yep. um, I am an athlete 
um, an ambassador for Yeti, and um, they have been able to support with helping out with this film, which I'm really excited to come out that really highlights, first of all, just an awesome company <laughs> that is really into the, the camper van life. So being able to showcase that, but also being able to showcase a very authentic story about um, myself and my mentor, Britt Greer, who is also a pro athlete for uh, Yeti, a pro mountain biker, and um, the work we're doing in the community. Yeah. And Yeti is involved with almost everything you're doing, if not everything you're doing. Oh, pretty much everything you're doing. We're, we're going to get to the one <laughs> thing that they're not involved with uh, later on. But how does that feel to be able to support a company and have a company support you that is as involved as they are with all of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, kudos to Yeti for being there from the beginning when we started these clinics to introduce the joy of mountain biking to women of color. Kudos to them for being a sponsor to Vita Mountain Biking Series, which is where I really came in contact with them. And major kudos to them for creating some of the best <laughs> badass bikes out there. Um, so, you know, I really um, enjoy my partnership with Yeti and I really enjoy that I can be an ambassador for them. And I really enjoy that they are allowing me to use their platform and um, represent them and the mission and um, my values. Yeah. One of the other things that Yeti has been involved with for many, many years is uh, trail development and communities and trails. What are your, uh, obviously we couldn't mountain bike without trails. No way. Um, <laughs> what do trails mean to you? And, and what do you, and what are some things that you really look for in trails as far as the types, types of trails that you really like? I like uh, right now, and, uh, and this might change, right? Over a mountain biker's life, <laughs> they, they tend to enjoy different things as their skill level uh, increases, or as you get older, things might change a little. And for me right now, one of the most important things is I like long flowy trails. I um, have been able to ride trails all over the world, which is pretty exciting. And um, I like going downhill. So I like, I, I honestly like being carried up and um, being able to come down with speed. I, I really love downhill mountain biking. I'm, I'm not afraid to climb to the top. Because the views up at the top are amazing. And so one thing about trails is that trails take you to a place that you might not be able to have access uh, to if we didn't have people who really help support maintaining and um, maintaining and taking care of these, these trails and, and, and advocating for them, right? And advocating for bikes being on them. So I really enjoy that. And I, I really do get an opportunity through Boulder Mountain Bike Alliance um, and Comba to be a part of this um, advocating for trails, making sure that I'm putting my money <laughs> in advocating for trails, putting my voice in advocating for trails, and making sure I'm getting uh, knee deep and my hands into trail work. It's important. It is very important. Yeah. So you mentioned that you've traveled all over the world. What are uh, 
what's a place or two that really stuck out to you as a very unique place you'd like to venture back to? Well, outside I was of Colorado. Outside of Colorado, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I really like to head back to the French Alps. Oh wow! Especially at the level that I'm at now. When I got into mountain biking, I went all out. I've been, you know, I took some of those trails that were a little above my ability, like the Marnock Crest Trail and um, a lot of downhill parks all over Colorado. And for me, going to the French Alps was so different than anything that I've ever seen. And I would like to go there now at this skill level and really shred. So being able to, I had a mountain biking guide who was able to take me in and now having an idea of those trails and what they look like and being able to go to the next level, really would love to explore that again. Wow. That's a, that's had to have been a pretty amazing experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> One of the best I've ever had. We, uh, so we, we spoke on the phone a couple weeks ago to kind of do like a pre-interview type of thing. And one of the things that you brought up, which really struck a chord with me, was the therapeutic aspect of being able to get out on bikes and get out on trails. Right. Let's, let's, let's dig back into that. Yeah, sure. I was just thinking about that today. I was thinking about how so much of it for me relates back to my life experiences. This weekend, I took a really hard tumble. And um, I was flying. I was having the best time. I mean, it just felt like I was flying. My bike was so light underneath me. My mentor was yelling little pieces of advice for me. And as I was connecting with her instructions, everything got lighter and more beautiful. And I really started to connect. And everything got faster. And then there was that moment of me just hitting the ground so hard. And it knocked everything out of me. And um, it was a really scary moment. I, I, I told you, Josh, that like, I've never made noises like that before. <laughs> These just very primitive animalistic noises coming out of me. That's how hard my body hit the ground. And I, uh, I was okay. I, I walked away from that. And the next day, I was a little afraid to get on my bike. I thought, oh my gosh, that was so scary. Um, but I made commitments and I was okay enough to get back on there. And um, I think about that connection that I have with my bike and trails. And I think about life, how... I've experienced those difficulties in life and how sometimes the trauma or, you know, everybody's experienced a little bit of trauma and how it stifles us from moving forward and how we have to be brave and commit to getting back on and riding on. <laughs> um, that's the trail teaches me that it teach. I, I learned that on the trail. And it gives me that in life when I'm off the trails, this bravery, this fierceness, this resilience, this, be, this ability to get back up and ride on, um, even in the face of failure or falling. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. 
I, I also, you know, I know we'll talk about this later, but I'm going to be getting on the Great Divide soon. And it's going to be a lot of really having this opportunity to be able to listen to when you're out there on the trails, to be able to listen to all the different voices, voices that are um, saying, trying to protect you and telling you you can't do this. And also those voices that, um, that are sometimes faint whispers, especially when you're tired, <laughs> especially when you're having a hard time, that, 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 that um, you know, in that quiet, in the nature, you can hear those whispers that tell you, you've come so far, you can do this, you are resilient, you have worked so hard. And um, so I like to be out there oftentimes by myself, um, in the thick of it, in the quiet of it, um, to be able to hear all of the voices. Yeah. Is that something you also share with some of the people you, uh, I mean, obviously the crash you had this weekend was new to you, but as far as like just the resiliency and the stuff that you learn on the trail in general, is that something you really like to take into Vita and the other stuff that you're involved with to kind of help people see why mountain biking is more than just riding a bike on dirt? Yeah. I mean, especially as a woman of color, especially coming from a community of people who have uh, suffered a great deal of trauma, generational trauma that um, definitely gets passed down. Uh, the troll is a great way to uh, recognize your resilience, to have it as a opportunity to understand your ability to move forward and to be brave and to to face, um, you know, those tough things in life and, and, and to really reflect on where, like, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to stop? Do you want to move forward? Do you want to move backwards? Um, adventure sports have always been able to give me perspective. And, um, I, of course I, I like to have conversations with all women <laughs> about that, um, that my perspective on the trail and my perspective as someone who enjoys outdoor adventure sports. Let's detour a little bit. As you're talking about outdoor okay. adventure sports, what other outdoor adventure sports um, do you participate in? And especially since you're in Colorado now. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. It's the culture. All of it. It's the culture of Colorado. Uh, I, I have to admit, Josh, I, I like to have a, I have a beer and in Colorado beer culture is uh, surrounded by going for a trail run first, going snowboarding first, going mountain biking first, uh, going for a big hike. And um, yeah, I think I'm fully immersed in that culture. Uh, we've talked about how much I love nature and, and what it means to me, what it means to be grounded in it, what it means for my body and soul to be grounded in it. And so any opportunity to really be out there and in the thick of it, I'm going to take it. And then I love the community aspect that happens after it. And um, my ability to be able to advocate for women and women of color to be out there and be able to experience that joy and beauty as well. Yeah, it is. It is an awesome thing. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna deviate again. This is where we're gonna get. This is where stuff is gonna go really sideways because so far, okay, you can take wow. you can take a drink. 
because I know you. All right. <laughs> um, I'll take a sip of my beer. For sure. <laughs> so you mentioned, so everything we've talked about so far has been around mountain biking and yes. gravity. And you need to throw a little teaser out there about anti-gravity almost. <laughs> and the tour divide. And having yes. to climb lots of things. 200, yeah. 200,000 um, vertical feet. I'm climbing 230. Thousand vertical feet, and um, I'll start in about two weeks. Yeah. So, what do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's really go back into what made you want to conquer this uh, this adventure. We'll call it because it's very it's vastly different than what you know, right? Than what you, you know that everything we've talked about so far. But again, is in tune with or in line with everything we've also talked about. Absolutely, in this way of. Why do I want to conquer the Great Divide? Because when someone asked me if I'd be willing to do it, there was a voice inside of me that said, no way you can't. <laughs> and I got really curious about that. And I spent many nights listening to that and trying to figure out what that was about. And I came to the conclusion that, hell yeah, I can. <laughs> I've I've conquered many things in my life, many things on and off the trail. And yeah, hell yeah, I can do the Great Divide. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for me. And that makes it even better, even more exciting. And um, I'm excited to get out there and connect for a really long period of time and to really, really challenge my body. Um, but more than that, I think the Great Divide, I mean, it's, it's not really that technical of a trail. It, uh, it's a trail of endurance, um, endurance of the body, of course, but more endurance of the mind. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Have you done anything? Obviously, you've been preparing, but what kind of stuff have you been doing to prepare? Because you just said it. I mean, it's, it is going to be, it's, I mean, anything of this magnitude becomes way more mental than physical. Right. I've been journaling. <laughs> I've been journaling a lot about my fears. I've been journaling a lot about my accomplishments and the things that I have done and um, also my training. I have been preparing physically simply by riding a lot climbing a lot. Josh, climbing is like... <laughs> no chairlifts. <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of climbing to be had in Colorado, so that's 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 not a tough one. It's just tough for me to make it up the hill. Slow and steady, though. That's me. Um, that's all in the race, you know. It's just staying slow and steady. Also, I um, have been bike packing a lot, and it's so much fun. I mean, my first experience was a huge climb, at which ended with me. Um, having this very unique experience where everything went wrong. What all went wrong? I mean, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have all the, I mean, it was super, one of those super windy mountain Colorado days. I got there super late at night. I wasn't eating as I was riding. Uh, it was lots of climbing over a short period of time. So very steep. I forgot my headlamp. So I had to set up my tent in super windy weather <laughs> in the middle of night with no headlamp. I, um, you know, I forgot warmer clothing. 
it, it, it just was a disaster. And um, when I got home, I thought, do I really want to do that again? <laughs> um, but I thought, yeah, I definitely need to do that again this time. Um, just learn from your, your mistakes. And, um, and, and ever since then, it's been bikepacking has been um, pretty comfortable for me. It's felt really good. But, you know, I just I brought lots of useless things that just kind of weighed me down and um, didn't really support me the way I needed to. And um, yeah, so <laughs> that's I feel like, you know, people have been there. They've been there, whether they are bikepacking or if they've just been on the trail and been like, this is a horrible day. Uh, doesn't mean that every day has to be that horrible. That's why you have to just keep going. Yeah. So you got a lot of good lessons about what to take and what not to take and Absolutely. how to deal with the adversity of, of forgetting things and wind. Cause you're probably going to get a lot of wind in various locations. Yes. And it actually, it feels really good to have that out of the way to have a bad day, uh, to have your first day be your bad day. Um, because it really taught me a lot about how to go about this. It gave me a lot to reflect on, a lot to journal about. And what am I going to do when I have those experiences when I'm on the Great Divide? Yeah. So for those that might not know what the Great Divide is, let's talk about some of the specifics that you're going to encounter and where it starts, starts and where it ends. Okay. So uh, there are two starts to the Great Divide mountain biking route. Uh, just recently, they added uh, Jasper into the mix to make it a little bit longer, which is great. And um, But its original start is in Banff, Canada, and um, it goes all the way to the border of Mexico, New Mexico border. You, you just stop there. <laughs> it ends there. Along the way is some of the most scenic different parts of the United States that you'll ever get to see. So Canada and the United States. But unfortunately, Josh, Canada is not open. And so I won't be able to start in Banff. I'll be starting right at the Canadian border and heading to the New Mexico border. And that's um, New Mexico, Mexico border. And so that'll cut off a little bit of my adventure. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, we, this might not air. In fact, I think we talked about this. We're not, we're probably not going to air this until you're done. Yes. <laughs> but what, uh, so I think you said you, you your goal was 30 days. It's probably gonna be more like 40 days to put that into perspective, yes. which is, this is a, this is a huge thing. So this is obviously something that isn't, well, yeah. you can't take lightly. What, what kind of mileage you plan on covering in a day or hope to cover in a day for the, again, for those that don't really know what this is all about. Well, I got to get my body used to it. And so I'm going to start off with about 60 miles a day at the beginning and work my way up to 100 miles a day is my goal. Fortunately, I'll be coming through Colorado and being able to see friends and family who will be able to support me. And so actually my uh, mentor and friend my really close friend will actually join me on the trail for two days once I get to Colorado. So I'm super excited about that. And um, yeah, just I will be averaging 60 to 100 miles and will likely take 
breaks if there's really adverse weather or if there's some mechanical issues that I need to deal with. And it's, uh, it's unsupported. So I'll be out there figuring out my own food situation, washing my own clothes. It, it's, it's a very unique adventure. <laughs> yeah, it is. How about your setup? Because you're not on a Yeti for that. Not on the Yeti. So I'm really excited to be on the Salsa Cutthroat. And um, I had an opportunity to be able to write an article about some of the things that we're talking about, Josh, uh, for Salsa. And so you can go to their website and be able to uh, pick that article up and read a little bit about where I I get real vulnerable about (laughs) um, what I'm feeling right now before going on the trail. And also you get to see a little bit of my setup for the Great Divide. The Cutthroat's an awesome bike for that. It was actually designed for the Great Divide mountain biking route uh, with a little reassuring map that uh, goes up along the body of the bike, which will be exciting. So yeah, I'm prepared. I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. And there will be links in the show notes for that article and other stuff uh, that Brooke is involved with. And I did happen to look at that article yesterday. There's also a cool little movie as part of that article. <laughs> yeah. So it's another another movie. You weren't sending it on the cutthroat. No, no sending <laughs> on the cutthroat. Although I've been seeing people send it on the cutthroat these days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> or, or gravel bikes in general. I'm, I'm really getting into gravel bikes and taking them out on all types of trails. Like I said, you know, you can get out on a trail and uh, you can make it what you want it to be. And for me, one thing that's been really fun is to take the gravel bike on those beginner trails that I started on and to um, add some challenge to that. So it's been really fun to um, go out my backyard and uh, do a lot of gravel and even taking some taking it on some mountain biking trails. Outside of uh, the Great Divide... Yeah, it's, which is a huge thing again. <laughs> you might pull the plug in the rest of the season after that, right? <laughs> but do you have any? Uh, do you have anything? Um, you know, obviously we've we've talked about your your uh, skills training. You're working on your BSCP certification. What else do you got going on this year besides the Tour Divide or the Great Divide? I'm racing in August. Oh yeah. So enduro or yes. downhill? Gra- gravity? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm taking on gravel. Oh wow. So yes, so I had the incredible opportunity to be able to work with a group called Ride for Racial Justice, and they took about 25 of the most just inspiring athletes that you can find, uh, all people of color, uh, and we are going to Steamboat, and we're racing in August. We've been had the opportunity to be trained from some of the best also being well supported and encouraged. And I think I'm one of the few who hasn't raced yet. <laughs> so I'm a bit nervous about it, but I'm excited to come back from the great divide and take my hand in racing too. Cause I just need another thing, maybe no, <laughs> another thing to get excited about, but yeah, I'm really excited to race and I'm really excited uh, to be doing it with this family, the, the group Ride for Racial Justice. And you should stick that link in there too. <laughs> for sure. Oh, yes. For sure. Yes. So you'll probably get all your base miles in the Great Divide. 
(laughs) (laughs) So you'll be fully prepared for racing. Absolutely. So. So I think I'm going to have to work on some speed work. So (laughs) anybody have any advice for me (laughs) about speed work and racing? I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. You might want to recover a little bit after the Great Divide. (laughs) I think I will. I'm not sure. Also suggestions for recovery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you have a you have a handful of sponsors, supporters, partners, people that have helped you. Let's let's dig into some of those in detail. You know, because they've they've obviously brought you to where you are. Um, none of us can do what we do alone, you know, whether it's a supportive whether it's a supportive friend, family members, uh, you know industry people, all of it, you know, let's, let's talk about that. And the people that have really helped you go to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one, I want to say just thank you to uh, my mentor, Britt Greer, who uh, just is killing it right now, just with so many different things that she's doing and how she is supporting the community and women and coaching and so she's been able to really coach me through a lot of things that are on the bike but uh, a lot of things that before you even get on the bike need to happen and she's been able to support me through those things and um you know she's a part of Vita mountain biking series and so a big thanks to that organization who has always supported me since the moment i you know, signed up to be an ambassador for them. Of course, there's Yeti, who I signed up with this year, and who, um, you know, I had to really think about our relationship, my relationship with Yeti. And, and for me, it really just came down to the fact that even before I was an ambassador for them, they were really supporting this work with making sure that women of color could get on bikes and get on bikes that uh, really was going to allow them to experience the joy of cycling uh, to to the next level, right? <laughs> On a Yeti bike. And, and, it's, and it's really hard to get bikes these days. And so it's really exciting that Yeti was able to support with that last year and that we're going to get women on Yeti bikes this year. Um, and then, you know, Right for Racial Justice is really important for me, how that organization came together because uh, they saw a need in the community and the Colorado community to bring uh, representation to racing. And they have done so much to support their athletes. You know, WTB, everybody get on WTB tires. They're amazing. I, I wrote them <laughs> I wrote them this weekend and I had a blast. I, you know, I just signed on with WTB and uh, they make great tires and um, they have really been supporting these clinics as well. Uh, Pearl Izumi has kept me outfitted and all the things that I need for the Great Divide and for my clinics, they support them as well. And, um, you know, I just, I, I hope I'm not missing anybody here. Um, everybody's just really come together to support me. So Yeti, WTB, Pearl Izumi, um, and Vita and Right for Racial Justice are the, are, are the main people who have been supporting me through my journey. And, and Salsa, they have definitely helped me. And, and um, just one more, I, I did want to say, uh, we don't think about packs when we're thinking about mountain biking, but I do ride with the pack because I'm a mountain biking coach and a assistant coach to adults. 
And so I really love that daughter has uh, stepped up their game and they make amazing mountain biking packs. And um, they have even supported getting packs for the women at our clinics. And so I'm really excited about the support that they give me as well. That's all awesome. We, you know, Pearl Zumi, it's, there's a couple of things that have been a common thread with this podcast. And Pearl Zumi seems to be one of those more common threads. And it hasn't even been, an, it hasn't been on purpose. Well, initially it was on purpose because I reached out to Joshua Lawton because I wanted to know why Pearl Zumi is doing what they're doing with, with exposing as much as they are with different trail communities and just, just different aspects of the sport that you don't see other companies doing. Yes. You know, and then it, and then it kind of parlayed into other people that are also supported by Pearl Zumi. So Pearl Zumi is a company that I really have a lot of respect for. Pearl Zumi is. They really, yeah, they just, they do a lot. Yes. It's one of the first companies to just really uh, get the fire about really supporting a lot of the things that I'm doing. And so, you know, I, I, I speak highly of them as a company. They really are trying to get it right. And they really are reflecting on what does right look like. <laughs> um, and they, yeah. they, they take the feedback and they uh, reflect on it. And, you know, I've just seen them come back with initiatives that uh, support the community and support making sure that cycling looks as diverse as the community in which it resides. Yes, all aspects of it. All aspects of it. Road riding, mountain biking, bike packing, yeah, commuting, and to really take a chance on me. You know, I, I I think one thing is is that you know I hear for a lot of people is like we we want to support athletes of color. We want to support athletes that are female or or women athletes, and and but we just don't have those ones that are just shredding as hard as we need them to be. And I really liked that Prolozumi took the opportunity on me and said, you know, we like that you're just a community leader. We like that you go out there every day and you try hard and you try to bring people into this sport that we love. And so we're going to take our chances on you and see where that leads. And so I, I, I hope they're proud <laughs> that I'm representing them. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are. And, you know, I keep them on their toes when I can as well. <laughs> you just spared my brain for one more thing to talk about. Okay. And it was the word community. Mm. And I believe you're going to have a mural painted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this um, amazing um, muralist, Lindsay, is, um, was commissioned to do a mural and I don't know how much I can talk about this, but when is it coming, it when is it coming out? And I can it's, edit that um, question out. Yeah, she's coming. She, she's starting in June. And, um, you know, she got the opportunity. Evo, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but it's an mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, it actually is an incredible um, sporting goods store. Uh, because when we talk, when you talk about community, Evo is the most incredible example of that. Uh, I've been involved in so many projects and some of the largest community, thoughtful, brave projects have always had Evo's name attached to it. And so um, they went to, they were painting a mural on their building 
down here in Denver on Broadway and Ninth. And um, Lindsay reached out to me and she said she's been following me and she wanted that mural to be of me. And I was like, wow, what a great and incredible honor to be able to have someone actually see the work that I'm doing and see it as inspiring enough to put a huge mural of me on a building. And she didn't even know my connection to Evo. Evo actually houses some of my um, the maintenance classes for the Black Girls Do Bike Denver organization. They are sponsors of that. And they provide their mechanics and they provide their building. And she had no idea. So it is just really incredible that I get to be on the side of their building and also that I have so much respect for them. Yeah. And that's going to be painted in June. That's going to be painted in June. So yeah, there'll be two um, people doing their art. (laughs) So she'll be painting this picture of me um, and doing her art as I'm out on the Great Divide doing mine. And I will come home back to Denver to that. Yeah, that'll be a pretty amazing thing. Right. (laughs) It will. So is there anything else you want to touch on? Any topics or messages or anything to throw out there? I think that I just want people to know that trails are fun. (laughs) Go ride trails. Don't be afraid to advocate for people getting on trails. The more people we have on trails, uh, the more advocates we have out there to support those trails. And um, don't forget to give back because they're, they, they don't appear. It's not magic. <laughs> and um, second, that, you know, our community is a diverse community in so many ways. I've, as I've been on a mountain bike, I've run into so many different characters. I'm sure you have too, Josh. And um, the connections that I've made with people um, from the sport of mountain biking to just even having a conversation with you on the phone for an hour, <laughs> um, just, you know, just chatting it up and having a good time and, and getting to learn about each other. That's a connection that we made through mountain biking. So there are connections to be made through mountain biking. And um, just open your heart, open your mind. Think about what a trail looks like when it really represents our entire community. Think about what mountain biking looks like when it really represents the entire community that you live. And do what you can to make sure that it does. Be an advocate for mountain biking. And being an advocate for mountain biking means that there's people who look like me who are out there and each one of us can support that. Each one of us can support our daughter getting out on the trail. Each one of us can see a woman shredder and be like, hell yeah, <laughs> um, keep going or encouraging that. And each one of us next level can make sure that we're supporting women of color being out on the trail. That's the work that I'm in. That's the business that I'm in. I love my community of mountain bikers. I think that we can uh, continue to grow. There's, there's always opportunity for our community to grow. And so, you know, I just want to leave everyone with that. That's awesome. <laughs> this, is, this has been such a good interview because you bring such a different perspective, but such a 
an amazing, heartwarming uh, motivation. I don't even know if motivational is the right word. But you know what I'm saying? Inspiration. Inspirational is the word I'm looking for. Oh. <laughs> Such an inspirational perspective. And especially considering you're pretty new at it. You know, this yeah. isn't something you've been doing for a lot of years. It's definitely no. not something you grew up with. No. You know? I mean, from no. a violin to uh, to the bike. <laughs> yeah. From Boston. Um, yeah, to, I love it. To Colorado, <laughs> to Alabama, to Colorado, all of it, you know? Right. It, it's the best thing. Um, I, and I think everyone out there who enjoys mountain biking, they understand what I'm saying. Everybody out there listening, they, they, there's, they smile when you hear about shredding and when you hear about taking a hard fall, they, they understand that they know that. And, and the different perspectives that you're talking about, Josh, that those are maybe the things that they don't understand. And those are the things that I'm, that I'm hoping to open people's hearts to. And so, yeah, I hope people stick with me. I hope they follow my journey on the great divide. I hope they follow my journey as a mountain biker who hasn't been doing this for long, but who has such a great amount of joy and love for it that I could just burst <laughs> when I get on my bike. I get so excited about doing that. And so I would love for them just to continue to follow my journey as I grow as a mountain biker, I grow as an advocate, and I grow out there on the trail, the Great Divide Trail. It'll be amazing. You'll have a great time. I'm, I'm a, fairly certain there'll be some pretty high highs and pretty low lows, and that's, that's <laughs> part of life. You yes. know, I mean, that's why we do it, right? Absolutely. So, well, Brooke, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. And I really appreciate the time you've taken to be able to record this interview. And we will uh, we'll get this out. I think uh, it'll be, well, we'll touch base, but it'll be right after you get back from your right. big adventure. Are we going to do like a short, like, I made it? <laughs> you should, you can, well, we can if you'd like to. We for sure can do an additional, I made you it. Do, You're probably going to be pretty busy. I probably will be very busy. You can um, let, we'll, we'll see. Everybody just check in and see the story. See if I made it. There, there's no doubt in my mind that I will. <laughs> oh, you'll make it. And you'll be smiling just yeah. like you are right now the whole way. Well, again, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate everything. Thank you for listening. Links for the various topics discussed in the show can be found in the show notes. Stay tuned for our next episode as it'll feature Executive Director of IMBA and Mountain Bike Hall of Fame inductee Dave Weens. If you like what you have heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who have taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. This podcast has been made possible by Mountain Bike Radio, Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and is an Evolution Trail Services production. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature in Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.